1: What's up, friends? Uh, welcome back to another episode of NFT365. And I'm just curious, do you know how many blockchains there are? I mean, I, don't, I, I can tell you, I don't know how many uh, cryptocurrencies there are. And I actually don't even think I know how many blockchains there are. But I can tell you that we've minted an NFT across 28-plus uh, blockchain-unique marketplaces. And I'll explain what that kind of means but the reason I really wanted to kind of highlight uh, you know, this for this episode was really more on the idea of you know, knowing what's out there, like knowing where the possibilities are. But I also wanted to kind of identify some of the, let's just say, added confusion that this space uh, ends up having you know, when it comes to uh, NFTs, when it comes to all the different options and things that are out there. Of course, before we get into that, I uh, definitely got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. It is happening in October in San Diego. Uh, it is for those that are in Web3, NFTs, crypto, and all that more. Definitely check them out. Looking forward to meeting up with lots of our friends out there um, at the Crypto Business Conference. So, uh, you know, we've been buying an NFT now for, uh, you know, every day. And when I, you know, originally kicked off um, this concept, right, of buying an NFT every single day. For me, a lot of it came down to just the idea of like, I really wanted to like document what was possible, but I also really was focused on like, how do we, how do we let people know like what, how like to, to experience the utility and what, um, you know, NFTs have to offer, Without requiring like kind of a a financial obligation, right? And so that was that was part of the of the limitation, part of the the problem that I believe that we ultimately were you know trying to solve buying an NFT every single day. Now I will say, um, you know, as we've gone on on this journey, the 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 project itself has morphed a little bit, but so has the NFT space, right? And and the parameters, just for those that aren't as familiar with it, the parameters were. Uh, you know, what we've, I've kind of developed is that we were buying an NFT that is in the mint phase, which the mint phase just really means it's launching and I'm going to be the first owner of that NFT. Of course, we are holding all of those NFTs where we're going to sell them on November 11th, 2022 as one Mosaic collection. And whoever buys that one NFT um, of our Mosaic will actually get all 365 NFTs uh, along with it. Now, you know, as we started the, the, the journey, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We, we minted an ENS domain for our very first one. And actually, for those that are, um, you know, out there on, uh, you know, if you're on Twitter, and I'll include the link um, here in the bio, but I actually have a thread. So every single tweet... Uh, every single NFT that we've actually purchased, I've actually included in a thread uh, on Twitter where you can actually, you know, kind of go through that, that entire thread. Uh, and, you know, we started off by minting uh, you know, an ENS domain. Uh, and then we minted our first NFT on, um, on Ethereum, of course, which, you know, if I, you know, we've done 279 NFTs as of the recording of this episode. Um, and without question, a, a mass majority of them have been uh, Ethereum based uh, NFTs. But with that being in mind, you know, our first couple were Ethereum. But then it was uh, number five, we actually changed it up a little bit. We actually minted the Constitution DAO. So the Constitution Dow. For those that you remember how that all went down, um, they were raising uh, money. They raised uh, forty plus million dollars to try to buy one of the uh, you know the copies of the uh, Constitution that was uh, being put out for auction, and unfortunately they were outbid. But what they did was they then turned that into kind of like the people's coin. And and that was one of the options that were, you know, kind of out there. But, you know, alongside, right, just not long aside that we actually minted way back on, uh, and this was November uh, 16th, I believe. Um, so it was our technically our, uh, you know, thir- our f- sixth NFT that we minted, we minted our first Solana NFT. So If you had asked me when we started the project, I would have said, "Yeah, we're going to probably mint on on Ethereum and Solana, and there's a chance we might mint on Polygon." But let me let me rewind the clock real quick for everyone that you know back in that day where we were uh, during those times. Just to be very clear, there were not a lot of marketplaces that existed. So on Solana at the time, there was really only two places you could buy NFTs uh, Solsi or Solana Art. Now, there were a couple other marketplaces, but in my opinion, they weren't that, um, you know, they weren't uh, secure enough or prepared enough. And I remember, you know, buying this, I had owned a couple Solana NFTs prior to buying this one for the collection. But you know, I had to create a new Phantom wallet. So, if you're keeping score at home, right, we have two wallets at this point. We have a, a MetaMask wallet, which is holding our Ethereum-based NFTs as well as our ENS domain, uh, and then we have a Solana wallet, which is that Phantom wallet um, that I mentioned. So that was kind of, you know, kind of how we kicked off the uh, the project. And I'm not going to go through the entire um, collection, but I want to want to kind of set the stage because. You know, we quickly then moved into, you know, kind of minting some Solana, some um Ethereum-based NFTs. But then there was started this be like this trend right around the end of November where where some of the marketplaces actually um began to um I would say I don't even I don't even want to say sell, but they they began to offer uh, marketplace exclusive uh NFTs. So what I mean by that is The NFT, even though there's multiple marketplaces that are available on that blockchain, only only that one uh, marketplace will actually be able to serve up that um, NFT. And so we actually bought uh, a Solana NFT called Crypto Crazy, um, which was a a one-of-one piece of digital art, but it was only available on the Solsi platform, solsi.io, and of course, like, you know, as I'm sharing this, I'm going I'm to kind of frame up what this all kind of means, I think, um, as a bigger uh, kind of picture as we move forward. But then, you know, if we fast forward to December 1st, so this is December 1st of last year, we actually minted the Matrix NFT. Now, the Matrix NFT was on the Nifty's platform. Now, with some of these, pla- you know, with some of these projects and some of the, you know, um, the different options, there are there are blockchains, and then there's layer two blockchains that you can actually, you know, um, house NFTs and, and 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 kind of manage NFTs as well. And I will tell you, for this one, it was how it was on Nifty, so you needed the Palm. Uh, P-A-L-M, we needed to, you know, get that, you know, that currency so that we or actually, we need to move to the Palm blockchain and we need to get DAI, D-A-I was the crypto um, that we needed to get so we actually buy this NFT. Now, within Nifty's, they kind of have their own little, you know, like um, wallet and management the way that they kind of manage um, inside of their own, uh, you know, uh, blockchain environment. But this, to me, kind of started off like this idea of like, wow, okay, well, what if I, if I looked at more, um, you know, uh, blockchains and more NFT options? Like, what if, you know, what would that look like as I'm kind of like, you know, summarizing or, or bringing a lot of these things together? Now of course many of us got our start you know our original NFTs um, on Topshot right and so Topshot of course is built on um, another uh, marketplace another uh, NFT uh, you know platform but we also minted um, in December on DraftKings so on the DraftKings um, you know website using um, the autograph marketplace. We minted a polygon NFT that is technically only available to be viewed on the um, on the actual DraftKings, you know, through DraftKings and Autograph. The reason I, I I wanted to stop here and just kind of you know kind of break it down as far as you know why this matters, what this whole conversation is about, is that you know, there are not only different blockchains that you can mint on, but there are different marketplaces and the marketplaces display different tokens and, you know, sometimes differently, you know, they have different ways to actually display these NFTs. So as a whole, like as I was going through our list uh, over the last couple of days, as we're we're building out some of our, our documentation, some of our information around, you know, NFTs, around all the different things that we're doing, the thing that I will just say, as far as like one of the lessons that I wanted to share, is that you know you have to think about like what what is the value of minting on a certain blockchain. Now I will tell you, I remember when Matrix launched, the reason Matrix pit, uh, picked um, the pl- the palm and working with Nifty's was because of it being more eco friendly. I remember that being the narrative there. Now I will tell you, the downside of that is I had to burn so much gas on Ethereum to get my My, you know, get ETH from my wallet onto the blockchain to to then convert it into DAI to then buy the NFT. I'm not really sure how much it actually saves since I was still using gas to move my um, crypto over. But I also know that if you were buying the matrix, you could actually pay with fiat or, you know, USD or whatever your local um, currency is. Now the bigger que- the bigger question for me at this time, right? So this is uh, November, December, January uh, of this past year, was really okay. What does the secondary market look like? What are the wallets that we are going to have to manage and and and, and kind of uh, understand? And then ultimately, what does this all look like down the road, right? Because we all know that you know there is you know I think there was, you know fifty four search engines. Um, You know, Google was the 39th search engine ever. um, You know, and we all know, like we just Google things now. We don't even think about other search engines. So we know during that like early adoption phase, there's oftentimes like a flood of different options, and then of course they kind of shrink down in their you know viability. With that being said, blockchain technology is a little bit different because blockchains are actually you know they're optimized and the technology itself. Each one has like kind of its different um, pros and cons and, and its different advantages from like speed to, you know, volume to scale to transaction um, amount, right? And so a lot of those things play in uh, to the big conversation. And you might have heard about the the ETH merge that is happening um, over, the, uh, you know, upcoming, which will be pretty much the biggest, uh, I mean, I guess we could say it. It'll, it'll be the biggest event uh, in the crypto space ever, um, when uh, the Ethereum uh, merge happens as they move from, uh, you know, proof of stake to proof of work. But with that being kind of like being said, you know, like even during this time, right, during the, the November, December, January time, I was looking at the different blockchains and, and marketplaces as like just added confusion. But I will tell you, as I started to kind of tap into some of the marketplaces, and you know, just to be clear as well, we, we launched an NFT on December 12th that was actually launched on Rally, the Rally um, you know, uh, layer two marketplace and uh, blockchain that is where our creator coin is, where we have the ADHD coin. And what I did is I actually mirrored, so anyone that was buying our our founders NFT, we sold 22 founders NFTs um, at $5,000 USD, those two 22 founders also had uh, an Ethereum-based NFT that that I minted for them as well so that they could have it in their open sea and they could actually view it. And that's actually part of this whole confusion is, yes, it's, it's nice to have a, a variety of options and some are... You know, Solana I, I would say is more optimized uh, towards you know gaming, right? The I would say uh, Wax, the Wax blockchain, which we have not minted an NFT on Wax yet. Uh, I've minted some a couple personally, but uh, I haven't found one that I really wanted to mint for the collection yet. But like Wax is one that has a, diff- a completely different kind of uh, design and the way that that marketplace is set up. Things are at a much lower you know dollar value. They kind of uh, optimize them through uh, unpacking of packages and, and a couple different you know uh, nuances there as well. But on top of that, what we also saw kind of emerge in this whole, um, you know, scenario was really around, you know, not only do the different marketplaces or the different uh, blockchains that are out there, but what if you were, what if you launch on a new marketplace that allows you to get, you know, additional reach or maybe um, exclusive benefits? And I will tell you, early on, I didn't really understand why that would exist. But right now, like right now, as we're speaking, If you wanted to mint an NFT on Ethereum, right, and have it available for you on the Ethereum, um, you know, uh, blockchain, and so you could view it in OpenSea, uh, it could sit in your MetaMask, there's pretty much like nine or ten different marketplaces that you could actually mint um, your nFT on now some of them will allow you to see it across the entire blockchain, others um, not so much and so then there's also things like art blocks and recur and and uh, super rare, which is you know for um, you know, that is I, I think definitely leans much more towards artists. But then there are some marketplaces that are attempting to be what would be referred to as multi-chain. Um one of them is rareable. Rarible rareable is one, um, and rareable ha- was a you know a fairly pop- popular um you know NFT marketplace uh for a good while. Um and then I think they, you know, they kind of uh we're trying to kind of adapt and find um, their own kind of, uh, you know, I, I would say, legs or figure out what they, what they were uh, kind of rolling out for the masses for you know, their benefit. But on, um, on Rarible, right, on the Rarible platform right now, um, you can actually mint uh, – you can actually view in that marketplace – NFTs that are on the Flow blockchain, NFTs that are on the Ethereum blockchain, NFTs that are on the Polygon uh, blockchain, NFTs that are on the Solana blockchain, and then NFTs that are on the Tezos blockchain. So that marketplace allows you to actually view all of your wallets and all of your different NFTs. Now, OpenSea, of course, earlier, about, say, about three or four months ago, OpenSea rolled out the ability to, to view Solana NFTs um, on the OpenSea marketplace. And then just a couple of weeks ago, Magic Eden rolled, uh, announced, who, where Magic Eden is a marketplace uh, based specifically for uh, Solana NFTs, they actually announced that they're going to be rolling out uh, Ethereum-based NFTs that will be able to uh, be viewed there on, uh, on Magic Eden. And so I say all of that because not only are there different, you know, blockchains, but then you also have to throw in kind of the metaverses, right? And we, we minted, uh, you know, one of the NFTs for the collection uh, on Sandbox. It's the Steve Aoki um, uh, metaverse a- or Sandbox avatar. And so you needed sand, uh, you know, coins, right? So I had to convert you know, uh, crypto over to Sand S A N D, uh, and then I had to purchase that NFT uh, with Sand. And the the beauty of that is it's viewable inside of uh, of OpenSea, so that I can see it in the marketplace. But of course, it also lives um, in Sandbox, the you know the uh, the Metaverse land that is out there. And so, all of this might sound confusing. And if it sounds confusing, you're probably listening pretty well because. This, can, this is very confusing, right? And I've been joking, and I said, I've been saying on, on Twitter Spaces a lot that I've minted on 15 blockchains, uh, and I don't recommend people to use you know, nine or 10 of them. Well, now that I've taken a step back and looked at it, you know, we not only did like artblocks and crypto.com, we minted on the Wave blockchain, the Polygon blockchain, we minted on Foundation, uh, Avalanche, uh, we minted on Coinbase NFT platform, known original, even GameStop's platform. And so the bigger piece of this from me is that I think it's gonna be pretty cool that the, the collection, whoever you know, buys that, this entire mosaic, they're gonna have a snapshot of what the landscape looks like uh, across what all of the options are for all of the, the different uh, NFTs. I will say, like if I, had to be a, if I had to make a prediction, two years from now... Most of these, you know, marketplaces and blockchains that I'm mentioning will have streamlined how you view your your NFTs, how the tokens are are, are kind of presented. I also see us moving much more to uh, even multi-chain wallets and 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 how those kind of things um, kind of align. Because like right now in MetaMask, you can there are multiple different um, networks that you can change your your MetaMask to store. But you need a separate wallet for Solana. You need a separate wallet for Tezos. You need a separate wallet for uh, well, not all Flow NFTs, but some Flow NFTs. Uh, if you want to, you know, go on to, um, you know, some of the the Flow blockchain requires Blockto as, as an uh, as a uh, wallet or NFT marketplace. And so the the lesson that I would share, and, I, and I'll kind of give you guys what my my overall vision or thoughts on, you know, the 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 thing I have to say is that most of the minting experiences are pretty pretty uh, nice right like they've done a pretty good job on the minting experiences getting crypto there and setting up your wallet that's a barrier to entry but even more so one of the biggest barriers is the attention game, right? We are all playing the attention game. And if the secondary market attention, right? So if for people that are buying and selling an NFT after you've minted it, if we need eyeballs on those NFTs for them, of course, to sell, right? Because that's actually the demand. So we need demand to be be able to find the NFTs so that they can actually know that there's a limited supply and they can buy them on on the marketplace. What I believe we're going to see is we're actually going to see kind of a, uh, I, I believe kind of like a morphed version of where we're at today, where I think we're going to see a lot of marketplaces and blockchains kind of um, provide certain features and functions for certain NFTs. And then for other ones, they're going to kind of, you know, be out there for the wild where you're going to be able to move the the tokens around. Now, I will tell you for tomorrow's interview, I'm re- uh, interviewing Zach, uh, who is the co-founder of Recur. And Recur has actually built a pretty interesting um, kind of like multi-chain Uh, solution where you can buy the NFT on the recur marketplace and then you can actually export it to either the Ethereum blockchain or to the Polygon uh, blockchain so that you can then sell it on OpenSea. And if you buy it on OpenSea and you want to move it back into recur, you just open up your recur marketplace, you hit deposit NFT and it actually drops back over there into the recur marketplace. But all of this adds you know, not only layers of confusion, but like one of the things for me over the last 48 hours was I was like, where the hell is that NFT? And then if I found the wallet, I'm like, where do I even view that the marketplace or the wallet or whatever that may be that, um, that is out there? And so the, the, the bigger piece of this conversation, right? the bigger piece of what all of this means, in my opinion is that as we continue to grow, as we continue to look at the blockchains for what their value is, I believe we're going to see platforms like a, like a Nifty Gateway, right? Nifty Gateway, where you buy Nifties, um, and their platform is definitely, you know, has unique, unique components for those that are minted there on a Nifty platform, right? We have ones like, um, the known origin platform. I really liked buying one of the, uh, the projects that we minted there. It, It displays much like a uh, foundation or a super rare marketplace, Um, but it actually plays really nicely with your, you know, MetaMask wallet. Um, It also allows you to display that in OpenSea as well. And so, you know, for those that are out there that are like, where should I get started or where should I focus? Like if your goal is to learn or understand where the best place is for you to launch your own NFT, I definitely recommend checking out lots of different uh, blockchains and marketplaces. But if your goal is to kind of flip or make money or become like an NFT investor, you're going to want to play where the attention is at the moment. And for the most part, and you know, I know the max, are going to come at me and hate me a little bit for the most part. That is Ethereum. Now, Solana has some projects. Um, you know, they have the, the D-Gods, which is a, a, is a big project there. We have Utes, which is coming out very soon, uh, which I think will be a very interesting uh, project there on that platform. But you know, Solana also has, you know, they've been up and down uh, fairly regularly uh, recently. And we also don't know what, like, the Ethereum merge is going to to mean for, you know, additional, um, you know, like, how is that going to affect gas prices? How is that going to affect, you know, different components inside of um, this entire space? So what I would recommend is if you are focused on that flipping, that investor, you should be focusing majority of your attention um, on Ethereum. If you're looking at PFP projects or one of one projects, if you're looking at artists and you're looking at projects where you know, you're sporting you know, more of a, you know, everything from a painter to a digital uh, you know, artist to AI, you know, I would definitely check out, you know, Tezos uh, and the Flow blockchain. Uh, both of those um, are, are providing some really neat options but also, you, you want to look at some of the other marketplaces that have popped up. Uh, I'm a big fan of crypto.com. Crypto.com uh, does a great job of displaying, like, kind of their launch pad uh, for NFTs. Uh, we minted our very first one on GameStop. Yes, GameStop has its own uh, NFT platform. We minted uh, a collection from a one of one artist, uh, Asia. Um, it's actually number 265 uh, in our collection. So, for those that want to check that out, you can go check it out in 265 in our collection. But what I what I'm what I think I've learned the most out of all of this is that there you know we are way early and like what does a good marketplace look like? OpenSea has been without question is the hundred pound gorilla. It is the main um, marketplace, but. Their customer service has been lacking. Their open communication has not been great. They finally added, just the other day, they added a new, um, you know, finally a new user experience update where when you're looking at stats, you can actually not only look at the top, but you can look at the trending uh, in a very smooth um, way, kind of very much like uh, some of the other, uh, you know, uh, marketplace aggregators like a gem.xyz. And that's the funny part. I mentioned all of these places, But these are all ones that I found where I can launch an NFT as well as buy and sell them, right? Those marketplaces. There are also a ton of marketplaces that act as aggregators, right? What I mean by that is they don't, you can't launch your NFT actually on their, on their individual marketplace, but it allows you to buy and sell across all, you know, many different blockchains, many different uh, uh, projects. And so that's also one of the things that are out there that adds a little bit of layer of confusion, but I will say as a whole, you know, I'm excited. I, I, I will, I'm going to focus. I'm probably going to mint uh, on a couple other blockchains before the end of the project. Um, Cardano is one that I want to mint on. Uh, Binance is one that I want to mint on and probably Wax. But um, if you're listening to this and you have, you've minted an NFT and you like the marketplace or you like the blockchain, um, hit me up, hit us up, you know, on the podcast uh, socials. We're on every social channel at NFT365podcast. So you can hit us up on any of those channels. Uh, let us know, like, what are what are some of the blockchains or the marketplaces um, that you like? I'm always open for checking the, uh, out new ones. Uh, for me, it's, you know, a lot of research. Uh, and then once I decide to buy one there, like, oh man, now I have to like, okay, I have to move my 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 crypto to an exchange. Now I need to convert it into the right crypto. And then I need to take that crypto, send it to the wallet. Oh wait, I have to set up the wallet because there's it's a native wallet for this platform. And then once I set up the wallet, now I have to move the 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 amount in. Then who knows, you know, after I buy it, like how does it show up in a marketplace? Does it show up on all of the marketplaces? And you know, with some of the blockchains, there's as many as eight or nine wallet options. On other blockchains there's only one wallet option. On some blockchains, there's only one because there really hasn't been a third party um, that has come in to actually you know, optimize there. But I think overall, the, the lesson I hope that I would share from this for everyone to take away is that I believe competition breeds innovation and that the people that that benefit the most from this competition are you and I. Those of us that are buying and selling and minting NFTs, I believe are going to be the ones that benefit the most from this whole idea of be having all of these different options. So yes, it's confusing for, for most uh, consumers and, and those that are a part of this. And I might have even explained some of this uh, wrong or maybe I you know, kind of missed up some, up some of it as well, which you know, I know, uh, you know if, you, if I did, you, you can feel free to let me know. But I think the bigger picture of this is that the more that you know, a platform tries out new things and we like it, the more we're going to see the other ones kind of adopt it. I mean, look at Instagram, right? Instagram copying uh Snapchat stories and and you know the way that TikTok integrates music and you know we could even go back to the way that you know Facebook was copying Instagram and and so like that that's part of this whole nature. But I am excited for more innovation on these platforms. I would also just love to see um, some more, I would say standards, uh, which I know that's a weird word to say in the decentralized world that we live in, uh, because standards often mean control. But what I mean by standards is like, how do we know that we can trust a wallet? Right? Like we we know kind of the ins and outs of MetaMask because it's getting you know it's getting used by millions of people. But some of these other blockchains, they might only have twenty thousand you know individual wallets. On that blockchain, so are we? Are we confident that it's secure? But not only secure today, but secure in the future. And like, how are they going to adapt as we look at multi-chain solutions, or as we look at new layer twos and some of the the new contracts that are coming out there? And lastly, I'll say that's the other piece of this: is that you know, smart contracts, which to me are kind of like the 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 coolest and and the most exciting component um, within NFTs they don't live, a smart contract does not live on every blockchain. So there are some blockchains where yes, you can mint something onto the blockchain, but there is not a a smart contract attached to that actual token. So in that case, a lot of the things that are, are that, you know, that are going to be delivered, you just kind of have to take it on its word, right? There's no like, um, you know, if this, then that, there's no code automation um, on the back end, And so It'll be interesting as we look at the future, as we move you know, um, you know, through these different uh, blockchains, through the different cryptocurrencies. You know, we're also in a bear market where some of these, you know, I know Shiba Inu is, launch, is going to launch um, its own uh, you know, marketplace uh, for NFTs. I know OmniSwap uh, just recently launched uh, some news around what they're going to uh, roll out. And I'm, I'm actually uh, going to be doing something with Nifty Gateway uh, upcoming as well, which I, I'm very excited about. Uh, and they're they 're launching some some uh innovative components within uh, their platform as well so there 's a lot going on i 'm learning uh a ton and and one of the cool things is i don 't think anyone um, and if you have i 'm not i don 't care about who 's first but you know i don 't believe anyone has minted or researched uh, as many nft uh blockchains and purchased nfts on those blockchains as than I have especially over the last Uh, you know, nine, 10 months that existed. And so it gives me, you know, I think a, a leg up when I can talk about, you know, what are the experiences that we want for NFT projects? Well, how do we want, you know, where do we want to innovate? Where do we want to change? Because I'm not just looking at Ethereum. I'm not just looking at Polygon or Solana. I'm looking at the breadth of really what is possible in this blockchain space. So hopefully that excites you. I know it can feel overwhelming. Don't worry about that. Focus on the places that where your current attention is today But remember, be listening and learning for where the attention will be tomorrow. Most people mistake FOMO for the idea of just status quo. But if you are not willing to listen and learn for where we are moving, you will be the one left behind. So my advice, and I will leave you with this for the the podcast episode, is to focus your attention today where the current attention lies, right? Across those kind of four or five main blockchains uh, and marketplaces. But be listening and learning for where the attention might move even more so in the near future. And if you're doing that, and if you're listening and learning and understanding what some of these th- other things uh, exist, I believe you're going be, to be just fine. And subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, As you know, I will continue to push the limits. I will continue to try things out because for me, I love testing what's possible so that I can translate it and bring it back to you. And then you can decide what is the best option for you moving forward. And then together we innovate, we grow, we hopefully inspire and motivate as well. Lastly, we are, uh, you know, sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Uh, check them out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. Uh, excited to be a part of that event. Excited to have them as our, our media partner. And uh, the last thing I will just kind of put out there, you know, a lot of people have asked me, like, you know, now that, you know, we're getting a lot more eyes on the project, right? I'm getting a lot of questions about, you know, what are you going to do for season two? And, and, you know, what are some of the, the lessons learned and the data that is out there? If you're listening to this and you're inspired or intrigued or you want to learn more you know, or leverage this project to help your own community, your own project, your own uh, you know, world... I am a thousand percent open to that, right? So I put out every—you know—I'm very transparent. Every single NFT that we've purchased is posted on Twitter. It is in our Discord, um, and we are—we'll be updating the the website uh, very shortly. We have all of them up through June in the website, but we'll be launching an updated website with all of them up there on the website as well. But for me, like this data and information. Uh, is for all of us to like listen, learn, and grow. I just asked that you, you know, uh, you know, give us credit from the the standpoint of, of launching this, uh, you know, pretty unique uh, time capsule. And uh, who knows what this all will, will look like once we sell uh, the entire collection to that one lucky person uh, that buys the mosaic on uh, November 11th. So, with that being said, my friends, as always, until tomorrow, make it a great day. Cheers. <laughs>
0: the mint 365 collection 100 day countdown is on we're counting down to november 11th when we'll auction off all 365 nfts as one collection including a custom mosaic of all the art want to bid on this one-of-a-kind web 3 time capsule for details, keep listening to NFT365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.